Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. One thing that I've always taught right from the beginning is don't try and do everything. This 24-7 hustle culture is something I absolutely abhor. I find it abhorrent. I've worked, don't get me wrong, when I first few years of having a business, I did the 15-hour days because you have to to get started. But that's about building a reputation. And then when you've found your groove, you don't need to do that. It's okay to build a business that runs on autopilot so you can spend time with your family or stay in bed all day or watch Netflix or whatever it is that you want to do. Hello, my name's Ian Anson Gray. And in this episode of the Covered Alive Marketing Show, I'm joined by Libby Langley, and we're gonna be sharing how to create a social media marketing plan for your live streams and beyond. So we'll be with you just after this. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and, and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello. Welcome to episode 110 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. This is the show that helps you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And we're talking about how to build, how to create, how to plan a social media marketing plan. Well, how do you plan a plan? Anyway, we're going to be talking about that today. And I'm joined by Libby Langley. I'm really excited to bring Libby on. And uh, yeah, you know, when it comes to creating any kind of content, I think the most important bit that I've realized over time is planning. Now, I've never been a particularly amazing planner, but when I put that time and effort into the plan, it's really changed everything that I've done. This this podcast and show is a case in point because I spent so much time planning at the start and it's allowed me to be consistent every single week. I've The podcast has been going every Friday since May 2019, which is pretty amazing. So I think it's especially vital when it comes to live video. You know, you know, you can promote, you can produce, you can repurpose it all amazingly well, but if you don't have a plan, then you're kind of doomed to fail. So that's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Just to let you know, we go live every Tuesday and Thursday to Facebook, YouTube, and so many other places. And you can find the show notes for this at iag.me forward slash 110 when the podcast comes out. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, just go to iag.me forward slash podcast. 
Awesome. Well, it's time to bring in my first sponsor. And this is Agorapulse. This is my favorite social media management tool. And it's quite apt to talk about a social media management tool because we're talking about social media marketing plans today. So uh, here's a little bit more about Agorapulse. The Confident Live Marketing Podcast is made possible thanks to our sponsor, Agorapulse. Agorapulse is the all-in-one social media management tool. Publish, schedule, monitor, and engage on all your social media platforms. And with the social inbox, you and your team can manage all your messages, comments, and mentions all in one place and get to that magical inbox zero. And don't forget the amazing analytics and reporting so you can see how your social efforts are performing. Get your first month completely free at agorapulse.com forward slash confident live. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, do check out agorapulse.com forward slash confident live. And there's also a free plan. They've just released a free plan in the last month or so. So do check that out. Well, it's time to bring in Libby. Libby Langley is a social media coach with over 11 years experience in teaching businesses to use social media well. She's trained over 6,000 people and her real passion is helping the owners of small businesses to move forwards and get rid of the stress and anxiety that they have around social media so that they can focus on growing their business online and have fun doing it. Welcome to the show, Libby. Hello. <laughs> oh, we, we like to roll out the red carpet here yeah, and make you feel special. Like <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Libby. It's been a while since we've last spoken. I reckon it's I don't know. I think it's 2015. I've got I've got a photo here. Do you remember this photo? Are you ready for this? Oh God! <laughs> that okay. So yeah, podcast I, podcast listeners will not be able to see this, but this was I think this is at Heathrow Airport in 2015, as we were going along to uh, social media marketing world. I think it was the first time we met, and the last time no, in a way. The first we met at a mastermind. Before that, we were in the in the same mastermind. I think in 2015. Before that, that was before that, and then we met. I remember we met at the airport. I'm sure. Well, they, sure. do you know what? It's This is the kind of weird thing about social media. <laughs> you kind of forget what's in the real world and what's virtual. I don't know. I've got, I've got a really bad memory. But anyway, I do remember, I remember that very clearly because, so this was, we, we met up for, for lunch or something at, at Heathrow Airport before we go, went to social media marketing world. And then we went to board the plane and we all had separate tickets. And I was there with Ian Cleary, yourself and Liluk Baluk. And you two, you two girls managed to wangle upgrades to business. I will never forget that. And poor me and Ian, uh, the two <laughs> Ians were in, in cattle class. <laughs> do you remember that? And I, well, I do very, because I got, I got upgraded and I got seated next to the most wonderful chap. And we talked for the entire 11 hour journey, went for dinner that night, had a bit of a, you know, bit of a liaison, shall I say, and are still firm friends now. We're both married now, married to other people, and um, we're both now married, Torian, but we're still in touch. And it was just the most wonderful experience, thanks to uh, BA and the upgrade. Well, there you go, there you go. I've, I've still, I've still not had my upgrade years later, but I'm, I'm still waiting. British Airways, if you're still around after all of this pandemic, 
Yeah, you need to upgrade me. Anyway, great to great to have you on the show. So you're dialing in from. Let us know where you're dialing in from in England. From me? me? Yeah, Libby. Yeah, you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought I'd already said that. I'm sorry. I'm in uh, Market Harbour in Leicestershire on the Leicestershire North Ants border. Yeah, that's great. No, you did say it before, but just for podcast listeners and replay viewers, oh, um, they sorry. wouldn't have heard that. So that's why I'm asking you again. You're not going round the bend. Don't worry. <laughs> So let's just have a look. See, uh, we've got some comments here. So Challenge ITV saying, planning on having a plan, but so far still confused. Hope today will help to build my social media plan. Well, that's my hope too. And Challenge ITV also says, Twitter, IG, Facebook, are you coming to focus on one social platform or multiple the audience reach? Yeah, so that's an interesting one. How many ones do we focus on? And Alec Dolling is watching on YouTube as well. I think everyone's watching on YouTube today. It's an exciting thing. So Alec is saying, good day, Ian. Long time since I was able to interact live, at least for a little while. Well, it's great to see you, Alec. Hope you're doing really well. Libby, how did you get into what you currently do? We were talking just before we went on air that we're, I think we're both really interested in hearing people's stories. Like, How do we get to what we're, we're currently doing? So this is, the, this is your turn to share your story. How, how did you get into what you're doing now? Well, I used to work in education. I was a commercial development manager for a local FE college and I got qualified as a tutor while I was there and ran some commercial courses. And I used Facebook and Twitter a little bit. I mean, we're going back to 2009 now. Hmm. Used Facebook and Twitter a bit and thought, do you know what? This could probably work for businesses. So I did some research and I wrote and delivered a few a few workshops and they went well and people paid to come on them and they were it was making a difference to their businesses so I did quite a few of those over the last my last couple of years at the college and then well I mean anyone who's worked in the public sector will understand that um, at some it gets to the point where it's really just kind of unbearable and so I left <laughs> and thought right what skills do I have that I want to use to build a business for myself and I'd very much enjoyed doing the training like I said I was qualified to do it and I found social media very interesting because it was kind of in its really early days there and there was lots you could do with very little and I found that I found that really fascinating and it's the way I built my business was on Twitter in, in the early days and so that's it all grew from there really and it was yes yeah, 2011 that I started working for myself after two years of kind of practicing I suppose under the guise of a good salary and annual leave and a nice pension <laughs> and then I took the leap to work for myself and, and haven't looked back awesome and how's it been over the the last well it's 10 years isn't it yeah yeah good for the, for the most part I've absolutely enjoyed the ride the thing that I like the most about working for myself is that I can just say yeah nah I don't want to do that anymore and change it all and I know that actually one time that we were together, that might that was 2015, actually, you're absolutely right, that time that we, we were in San Diego. And I remember sitting around the pool on home time day with you and a few others and just, yeah, I'm not really happy with the way that my business is. And so I got advice from some of you guys. I came back, I made my staff redundant, I got rid of my offices, I went back to being, to just working on by myself. And that was the best thing that I did, actually. It was, it was, it was tough. And it was very difficult and I'd not long been divorced. So I was on my own as well. So it was a bit all kind of a big gamble to, to take at the time. But actually, it was a really good move about thinking, well, what do I want to do in my business and what will what will help me? So that was that was a, a very down period, but a became a positive period. So there were ups and downs, but ultimately it's 
it's a ride that I probably wouldn't change. No, I, th- I think we probably all of us in, in in the entrepreneurial world have gone through those difficult times. And I was going to I was going to say I, I remember I remember that conversation that you and yeah. Uh, and yeah you, you kind of don't like to take those little little steps you just what you went back and you just like like suck it all you're all going let's oh, completely yeah. change it no subtlety involved so one of the things i i really respect with you and and agree with you know we've talked about this is the whole issue of you know in in this world there's a lot of talking about hustle and workers working really hard and, and i know for you that you're not in that mindset you you th- i know that we, we talk about you know having some time off and like not working at the weekends and all this kind of stuff and one of the things that really kind of struck me from your bio was taking away the stress and anxiety from social media why why do you think so many of us have stress and anxiety when it comes to social media what, what what's going on there I, I think it's a number of points, really. And mm. one thing that I've always taught right from the beginning is don't try and do everything. This 24-7 hustle co- culture is something I absolutely abhor. I find it abhorrent. It's, I, I mean, I've worked, don't get me wrong, when I first few years of having a business, I did the 15-hour days because you have to to get started. But that's about building a reputation. And then when you found your groove, you don't need to do that. It's okay to build a business that runs on autopilot so you can spend time with your family or stay in bed all day or watch Netflix or whatever it is that you want to do. That's all right. Living life is is more important. Building a business that allows you to live your life is more important than working loads of hours just to say you work loads of hours. And I, I just don't think that that's right mentally for people's mental health to encourage that. And the stress and anxiety that comes around social media is partly because of that, because it's drilled into us that we need to be visible, we need to be visible, we need to be visible. Yes, we do need to be visible, but that can be visibility for five minutes a day. It doesn't have to be 24 seven visibility. You don't have to spend your life on social media. You don't have to create 10 pieces of content for Facebook every day. It's it's too much and it's not gonna get you towards your goals. And it, One of the main things that I I do with my clients and the students in my program is that I give them permission to be much more strategic about their social media and then and follow a plan. And that's what allows you to kind of step back and step off this hamster wheel of always having to do things, always having to be there, always having to do it. Do, 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 do. You don't need to do that if you've got a strategy and a plan. You stick to that, takes you five minutes a day, then brilliant. It takes you five minutes a day. That's fine. And you're getting towards your goals. So yeah, I feel I feel really strongly and passionately about it. And also one of the questions that that somebody asked was about Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You don't need to be on them all. You need to be on the one where your audience is, or the one that you prefer, which is probably the same thing and focus on that because if you're having to manage and properly manage multiple accounts that's a full-time job and your social media or any of your marketing shouldn't be a full-time job Mm, love that really really agree with you but it's it is so that temptation is there and i i feel this you know i'm i'm focusing on my social media plan and strategy at the moment and i've got you, you, you know, I kind of feel really bad because like, I totally agree with you, but I, I've, I've got like a, a, a spreadsheet with like Instagram, 
but not just Instagram. I've got Instagram stories, Instagram, the feed, and then I've got Twitter, and then I've got Twitter stories, and then I've got LinkedIn, LinkedIn stories. I've got Clubhouse. I've got email. Oh my goodness. Like you can just, I mean, we, you can feel the stress and anxiety just increasing there. And so to focus on one platform is so important. So Libby, what are you going to say? No, I was just going to say, and what, and what you're saying is, is that, well, you know, you're going to do them badly. You, anyone is going to do that many platforms, that many things. You're not going to give them the attention and nurture that they need, that the audience needs rather than the, the platforms themselves. But you're not going to give them the attention or the focus that they need. So you're going to end up ticking boxes to say, right, done Twitter. Oh, yeah, something on Twitter stories. That's done. Something um, on LinkedIn. Tick, done. Oh, right. OK, now an email sent. Tick. And it's not the value isn't there. The love for what you do isn't apparent. It's you're doing it to tick a box. And that's really, really stressful and pretty pointless, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I can see that Melissa is here. Great to see you saying sorry for being late. You do not need to be sorry. It's just awesome that you're here, Melissa. And so I, there's a question from Challenge ITV, but I kind of want to combine it with one of my own, which is, well, I'll, I'll ask the question. So Challenge ITV says, content is different on Twitter and Instagram. What if we have a mixed type of content? And I suppose the, the question is, you know, is it okay if we're focusing on two different platforms, say it's Twitter and Instagram, can we reuse some of that content? So I know some people will post the same stories, say to Instagram and Twitter. Is that a big no-no? You know, what should we do there? Well, this is where it all comes down to your plan and your strategy, quite frankly. Yeah. And the first thing in that is really to know your audience and what your audience wants. So, but yes, it's absolutely okay to repurpose content, but it might have to be in a different format. But if you're using, say, Twitter and Instagram, like you, you said, and you've got very similar audiences on there, so the similar types of people, then they will want to consume the core content, the, the core content message the same, but you might have to do it in different different formats. And, and that's okay. And that's all part of your strategy. But yeah, absolutely. Your message is your message. And your communication with your audience and your ideal customers is just that. It should always be the same, the same thing. You shouldn't be really be sharing different content on different platforms because you're diluting your, your message and it's making it harder for people to understand what it is that you that you do and what you're promoting and how they can work with you, you know, what services it is that it is that you offer. But absolutely, the platforms are different, so the content might be in, need to be in slightly different formats. But I would never auto-share from one to the other. Instagram to Facebook is a key one because you can set it up to do it automatically, but they work differently. You know, hashtags aren't really used on Facebook, and if you're just if you're tagging people on Instagram and then you share it automatically across to Facebook, you've got, you've got app names that don't mean anything. You've got loads of hashtags that don't look right on Facebook. So utilize the core content, but make it in the format that suits that platform. Yeah, really important stuff. I think it's so easy to be to become lazy with this. Having that plan is going to get rid of not necessarily all of the anxiety, but a lot of it, I think. But then, you know, I think so many of us want to, to kind of do the, the the short version, which is which is not good. It's interesting that there's a, 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 a study that was done years ago about, you know, do scheduling tools like Hootsuite, Buffer, Agora Pulse, do they harm 
your reach when it comes to social media. A lot of people think that it does, but what I think what the outcome was of the research, and I'd be interested to know what you think about this, is that it's not Facebook doesn't like lower the reach if you use a scheduling tool, but people become really lazy when they're using a scheduling tool. And so the quality of the content that they're putting out is a lot lower. And so it doesn't do quite as well. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it definitely used to be that if you used a if you used a scheduling tool, then, I mean, Hootsuite was always the one, your reach would be lower. And it was blindingly obvious that that was, that was the case. And I'm talking, you know, kind of over the years there. But these days, the... Reach Facebook is is a challenge to work with these days. Reach is at its all time organic reach is at its all time low, and engagement is at its all time low on Facebook. So people are turning to other platforms. So using a scheduling tool is better for you strategically and is better for you in terms of lowering your stress and anxiety. And the difference that it actually makes these days is negligible. It's much better to spend, rather than spending time analysing that and worrying about that, is spending time crafting the right kind of message for your audience. And if it's good content, it will get it will get noticed, it will get talked about, it will get engagement, it will get reach. If it's not good content, doesn't matter how you share it, it, it ain't going to do anything for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. The other word that I noticed in your bio was the word fun, you know, making it fun. And I think that this is so important because if we, you know, if we don't, if we don't enjoy it, if it's not fun, then we're probably not going to do it. You know, how, how important is the fun element and how do we make it fun? How do we make it, managing our social media channels fun? Well, I mean... If you're in your own business, if you sorry, if you run your own business and you're not enjoying it, then you shouldn't be doing it anyway. And really for marketing yourself, which is what a lot of us in service businesses, you know, entrepreneurs in service businesses are doing. If we don't, if we're not engaging and lively and having a good time doing what we're doing, why would anyone choose to work with us? And yes, I know there are a million caveats to that. But if the more fun you have, and I'm not talking about being really stupid, I'm just talking about if you're saying something and, you know, you make yourself laugh, that's great. It, and that's good. And that's personality that comes comes across. And if you find your content boring, so will everybody else. And that's that's really the kind of crux of the matter is that it's OK to enjoy it. It's social media. People are not on social media to learn astrophysics. They're on there to waste time while they're waiting to pick their kids up from school or because they don't want to get out of bed or they're cooking the tea or something. And remembering that social media is ultimately a time waster should help you craft content that is more accessible in snippets, small snippets, and catches people's eyes, attention, and enthusiasm. So it's okay, it's okay to have fun with stuff. You don't have to... You're not, you're not coming across as a joke if you do that. <laughs> yeah. It's the bit, I, I always find that that's much more attractive and I'm much more going to watch somebody if they're having some fun and just being real and like making the odd mistake. I mean, that's, that's, and it, it I think I like that, but then when it comes to creating my own content, I go through phases. So I'm, I'm much better at this now, but there was a time, like for example, I would go through Instagram stories and I'd share it every single day. And then I'd kind of, forget about it. And I'd probably start to think, well, nobody's interested in that and interested in my story and in my life. And, and then it, I went to a, a conference and somebody said to me, said, Oh, I really love your Instagram stories. Why have you stopped? I was, I was really enjoying them. And I think sometimes we need that reminder that, okay, we might look at our own lives and think, well, surely nobody would be 
interested in that. I'm sure you hear this a lot. You know, what would you say to people in that in who are thinking those things? Yeah, it's about sharing the rounder picture. I mean, if you're just talking about oh, I provide X service and -and so-and-so came through my program and got Z results, then, you know, that's fine, but it's a bit boring. So the the kind of Pareto rule is is always applicable here with content. So 80% should be interesting and engaging content, the fun, the personality stuff, the, oh, here's this little snippet that might be interesting for, useful for you. And then 20% is the, is the salesy stuff. So here's the, here's my program. These are the results that you can get. This is when my course is next open, that kind of stuff. And if you keep that balance in your plan with your strategy, then that will help build a, a more rounded social media for people. And remember that not everybody enters your social media channels at the same point. So you might be thinking in your, in your, in your strategy, you might think, right, I'll start here and I'll work through a month. And at the end of that month of content, I'm going to do my big sell. But actually, what if the second, the penultimate day of your month, I straight away, I'm being hit with a sale. So it's, you've got to, you've got to mix up the content. And that's why stories are so good, because you can do that mini, I suppose, mini social media funnel, if you like, not a funnel, but in in terms of wording for understanding, then you can do that with your stories. So each of your stories, even if it's only a minute long, can have a beginning, a middle and an end that sort of takes people on a journey. And interspersing that core marketing content with, I had a day out with my kids today, and this is what I did, helps build the picture of how you operate as a business owner. And that, again, informs people's decisions as to whether they want to work with you. Because if you're always just banging on about work, 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 well, where can I, where's the empathy? How can I hook into your personality? How do I know, how do I know that I'll like you? So yeah, it is, it is really important to mix this stuff up. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I, I think I've got work. I've, I've got a client because I posted on, I can't remember where it was, but I posted, I was in the park with the kids. Mm. And she said to me afterwards, I re- that, that's what clinched it for me because like all the other stuff that you were talking about, I mean, it's not to say that, you know, that you shouldn't be talking about your work and all of that she looked yeah. at and thought, okay, he knows what he's talking about. But it was that one. Oh, he's like a real person. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I think that that's, that was, that was really, that was the clincher there. And I think when, when I want to work with other people, when I've hired people, it's yes, I want to know that they can do the job, but I also want to know, do I, Am I going to get on with them? And it's it's that side of things which I think is really yeah. really important too. Now I can see we've got a few questions here, and we're gonna I'm gonna ask Libby about how we actually get started with a social media plan in a bit. But uh, these are kind of um, questions that I'm sure you get asked a lot, and they're, they're good questions. But any so Challenge ITV is asking any recommendations on the frequency, especially when just starting. So that is kind of how often should we be posting to social media, and I suppose it kind of partly depends on the platform but any thoughts on that yeah it depends entirely on the platform but if we're talking about facebook and instagram then if you aim for daily that's brilliant if you do it five times a week that's pretty good you don't need to do anything multiple times daily but if you're only doing something once a week you're not giving enough for your for your audience to see and to build up momentum and you're not doing enough for the algorithm to be able to kind of track you so aim for daily but five times a week, four or five times a week is, is good. If the content is good, it all boils down to your content. If your content is rubbish and you're posting every day, you're still never going to achieve anything. But yeah, good content five to seven times a week is good. 
Like that. And Alec is asking a question. As a small business, how do you see the benefit of using Instagram and or Twitter as part of a social media marketing plan? And I think that kind of brings us nicely into my next question. So yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I've already said that I, when I started my business coming up for 10 years ago, I built it on Twitter. Twitter used to be an absolutely incredible place for connecting with people, with meeting people. But that was 10 years ago. If you're starting out now, I wouldn't recommend using Twitter. It's too fast paced. Its focus has moved away. Its USP changed when they increased the number of characters, I suppose, really, which was quite a few years ago now. And in order to be really successful on Twitter, you're needing to you're going to need to be tweeting multiple times a day and going out and finding other people. And it's a lot of work. So I would say if you're starting out, absolutely don't don't do that. If you've already got an existing following there, then that's fine. Yeah, it, it's not for it's not for new starters. And Instagram is great. Instagram is the easiest place now to build a following, to build some traction, to start getting customers through for your business. Partly because it was built as an app, so it's a simpler platform, it's a simpler place to use. And the hashtag engagement is excellent. So you can find communities, people can find you through the hashtags that you use. It's very image-based, so it's easy to stand out because as people are scrolling through on their phones, as they scroll through, all they can see is your image on the screen and then the next image and then the next image. There's no other stuff to get distracted by. So I would definitely say I would definitely say if you're going to be picking one of those two, I would say Instagram. And it's more manageable in terms of the stress. Like I say, you can do, you know, five times a week or something and and you're fine. But Twitter is multiple times daily. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's it kind of saddens me with Twitter because Twitter used to be my favorite network. And it's mm-hmm. just the overwhelm now. It's just the frequency is just ridiculous. I mean, I, I just don't go onto Twitter. I just get anxious just loading it up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I haven't yeah, used it for years. Yeah now not not actively probably i don't know it's sad but i've I've got over fifty thousand followers on there not not that see this is the thing that's a vanity statistic i don't think that really matters in one sense but you see instagram gives can give its own anxiety i I think you're right in that you don't that you don't have to post as much I love the stories because I kind of don't have to think too much. I, I do have to think, but I can just share stuff. But with the feed, because I'm not so image focused, I have to really think, oh, what am I going to post now? And I, I just, I like that with Twitter in that you could just like put what's, what's on your mind and put it in text. So for people who aren't so image focused, do you think that's an issue with Instagram or have you got some tips for us when it comes to using Instagram? You've answered your own question actually <laughs> without realizing it. If you're text focused which lots of us lots of us are all you need to do to create an image to go with the text that you want to say is put some of the text the headline on a colored background there's your image so image doesn't need to be a photo it doesn't need to be a photo of you it doesn't need to be a photo of of, of, of anything it can an image can be a text on a background. So it can be really, really simple in terms of creating your content. And people overthink it, actually. Yes, it needs to match your brand colors and it needs to be legible and it needs to stand out in the newsfeed. But it can just be three words on a white background and that can be be your image so there's no need there is just isn't any need to overthink this yeah but you're talking to an overthinker louis so recovering recovering (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you see like that's one of the things i love about stories i i love the fact that you know they they are 
they don't ha- they don't have to be professional in you know you don't have to spend huge amounts of time with it with the way they look you, it's just a case of just being real and i love that i love the real part of it as well so alec is saying ian are you posting on instagram yes i am i do i i so instagram's a funny one actually because i know my audience are on instagram and that's a really important thing but i go through these phases and and so that's one of the things i want to do with my strategy is to as I did with my show, my podcast, I have a reason. I know why I'm doing this. I know why I'm going live every time and I know why I'm doing the podcast. If you have your reason to go to, to share on social media, I think that's going to make a big difference. I'm sure you'd agree with me, Libby. But, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, how posting on Instagram, how does that benefit your business? And so, I, so I'll ask you that in a second, Libby. But for me, it's, it's partly about, I mean, this year for me is my year of community. I'm wanting to build my community. And it's not about big numbers. It's about building those relationships. And I think with Instagram, I've really noticed there's a real community feel there with the, with the direct messages. And I've got to know people really well. It integrates really well with Clubhouse if you're into that. But it's, I, I don't know, there's something about it. So, but there are some downsides, you know, you, there's one of the things I don't like about it is the way you, you unless you have over 10,000 followers, you can't link to a website unless you put it in, in, in the bio and stuff like that. So how, tell us how, how does, you know, posting on Instagram benefit our business? What, what, you know, what's been your experience with either yourself or with your clients? Well, I, I said before, I think it's one of the easiest platforms to manage and that makes quite a big difference, quite frankly, but it's, it has lots of different elements in the one place. So if you like stories you can do stories and then never post in your feed. If you like the kind of traditional Facebook style posting, you can create posts, you can create contents, you can do video, you a pre-recorded video, you can do live video, you can do it all in one place. And within that, you might have different people in your audience who prefer to consume their content in different ways. So rather than spreading yourself across Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and LinkedIn, you can actually almost cover all on Instagram. So I think that's a really kind of basic way of, of looking at it actually, but can that can be quite can be quite helpful. But one thing you said about the links, links in lives are live. That's not too many lives <laughs> in that sentence. <laughs> so if you're um if you're doing lives and you put a web link in the comments then then that's live ah well there we go that's another so that's so i have to admit i mean i'm all about live video but i haven't done that much instagram live and that's something i maybe want to to change i know that you do you've got a show and you go live on instagram don't you mm-hmm. and i believe you're coming I, on yeah it. yeah next week no, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So that, that's cool. Now, a couple of other questions that are kind of related to that. And I do want to then focus on how we get started with this plan. Martin's saying, would you recommend Instagram for me as my main clientele are senior business leaders and those who aspire to be business leaders? And Alec is kind of wondering the same kind of thing. He's, he's a bit concerned. He says, I have a feeling that in my business area, if I posted to Instagram, I think this would be a turnoff for my clients. And then I asked Alec what his, a bit more about his business. And it says, business is is automotive, if I can speak, automotive, most of audience are professionals on LinkedIn. I guess my question is the same as before. So yeah, any any thoughts on, on that? You know, because does it not depend on our audience and can it put people off if we post on Instagram? Well, it wouldn't put people off, but if it's not your main, if it's not the place where your audience is, then it's not the one that you should choose. So that goes the same for, for any platform that you, you might be looking at. That's why you need to do research 
into into where your audience hangs out and and hashtags that might be utilized and that kind of thing and from that you'll be able to determine which is your core platform i'm instagram is my personal favorite but it's it's the key place where my audience hangs out and each business will be different so i can't say yes you all must be on instagram because no linkedin will be the place for some people but so it depends entirely on on the individual businesses it's something that i teach a lot to my clients it's one of the core focus in my online program because knowing these fundamentals for your business will stop you going off on a tangent and spending too long focusing on a platform which is which is not right for your not right for your business at all so it's impossible to give yes or no answers to that really because there are so many variables and there's a quite a lot of work to do to actually kind of kind of think through that but if you're if you're thinking well, Martin was it who said his main clientele are senior business leaders and those who aspire to be business leaders. Well, that's two completely different audiences for a start. So senior business leaders might well be on LinkedIn. Obviously, this is just based on the, this one sentence of information that we've got. And people who are aspiring to be business leaders, well, what does that does that mean? Does that people mean people like you and me, Ian, who are kind of entrepreneurs who lead in our own way in the business world or, pe- world, or people who are looking to climb up the corporate ladder to be CEOs of big corporates? There's, there's so many variables in it that... Yeah, it's it's quite difficult to kind of to kind of answer that question yeah. directly. But those are all things that people should think about as as part of their as part of their plan. I mean, I kind of you say you haven't asked about the the plan yet, but actually, all the way through, that's kind of all I've been <laughs> talking about. Elements that need to be included included in this in this well, plan. This yeah. So I, what what I meant by that is so these are all great questions, and I think these are the kind of questions that we should be asking. But I think for a lot of people, it's like, how do we get started? So you've mentioned so many things about the plan, but how, you know, what what should we be doing? Obviously, we should be hiring you and you can help us. But if we're just starting out and what are the first things that we should be thinking about? Is it, should we be doing that audience research? T- tell us a little bit more about how we can actually get started with a, with a social media marketing plan. Yeah, the first thing is not setting up a Facebook page. <laughs> the first thing is not creating the account or writing a fancy bio. The first thing is working out exactly who you want to connect with. That's absolutely the first thing that you, you should think about. And it might be that you've got an assortment of different strands to your business but actually, if you focus on just one, one element of the business on, on your social media, it will be easier for people to engage with you, to know that you're talking to them, and it will be easier for you to have a cohesive message. So, yeah, number one is absolutely working out who it is that you want to connect with and then where they are, finding out, doing, doing research to find out which social media channels that they're on. Yeah. How would we do that? Because Alec is asking here, says social media marketing is a key for many professionals on LinkedIn. So he's asking me specifically, so why would you say that your market is on Instagram? Are you targeting a specific age group or a product like businesses? So I mean, for, for me, I think my audience are definitely on Instagram because I, a lot of entrepreneurs that I've worked with my clients, they're on Instagram. So that's absolutely, I do feel personally that I do have a lot of potential clients on LinkedIn. I just personally haven't got my head around just LinkedIn for me is not enjoyable at the moment. And I probably need to find the fun in LinkedIn, but I don't know what Libby has to say about that. But, but yeah, in terms of like the research, how we find like, how do we find out whether our audience is on a particular platform? 
How would you, how would you do that? Well, I don't want to give too much away because this, like I say, this is something that I teach to my clients in my in my online program. But basically, you need to use search functions on any of these platforms. If you've got an ideal client, then see where they are, see who they're connecting with, see which groups they're engaging with, seeing what words they're using, seeing what hashtags they're using, and then multiply them. You want to clone these these people. So that's, you have to start, you have to use the search functions in order to find these, in order to find yeah, them. Yeah, that's really helpful. So do, do the search. And of course, if you want to find out more, then we'll, I'll be, we'll be letting you know a little bit more about Libby's uh, program so you can find out in more detail and get into the depths of all of this. Because it's, you know, there's, there's, there's the simple stuff and then there's the, the stuff that, you know, t- probably takes a little bit more time and effort into it. Can I, can I answer that question that, as mm. well that was um, that Alec asked just to say something about that? that so, what do you say? Social media marketing is a key for many professionals. So why would you say that your market is on Instagram? I think that was, you know, I mean, for me, for me as well. LinkedIn is way too corporate for the audience that I that I want to work with. Or I do work with. I work with small business owners such as they're the kind of people that are, are on Instagram rather than on LinkedIn. I have had a lot of work from LinkedIn over the years, but it is corporate work. And whilst that's very lucrative, it's not the work that I enjoy and it's not the work that I'm I'm looking to to grow or develop. So for me it's a conscious strategic choice of being the most active on the platform where the kind of people that I want to work with are, not necessarily where the big book jobs are because there's no fun for me in that. I I don't like it. And we want the fun. We definitely want the fun. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Just to let you know, if you've just joined us, welcome. This is the Confident Live Marketing Show. I'm joined by Libby Langley. We're talking about how to plan your social media marketing strategy, which is so, so important. So just to let you know, we go live every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you want to, if you're listening to the podcast or watching the replay and you've missed out watching live, then you can subscribe. Just go to confident.live forward slash subscribe and my handy Facebook messenger bot will kick into action and remind you next time we go live. So uh, yeah, keep the, keep the comments coming. There's some fabulous comments today. Lots of good questions, which is awesome. And also to let you know that the next episode on Thursday, I'm talking about ADHD. Why am I talking about ADHD? Well, I think um, so many of us have either got ADHD or ADHD-like symptoms, you know, we, we've got this kind of squirrel mentality where, uh, and I think on social media, we've been talking about all these different platforms, channels. So I'm going to talk about just, I'm going to be showing a little bit of my story. I haven't been diagnosed with ADHD, but I'm pretty sure I do have it. And so we're going to be talking about that and how I think the live video is actually one of the, the best kind of channels or best focuses really for people who have ADHD. So that's on Thursday. So Libby, Alec is saying thank you for the answers. So that's always good. So how, when it comes to live videos, I'm interested in your show as well. And maybe you can share some of your thoughts behind why you go live to Instagram. You know, how does live video and maybe other content like blogging and and whatever it is, how does that fit fit into our social media plan? Because for me, this is where it all starts with my content. And then I then post out afterwards to social media but is that a good strategy what what how does it all fit into it well live video is a great way of communicating more information about what it is that you do or sharing hints and tips or or sharing your person exposing your personality to people in quite frankly 
a sort of lazy way. And <laughs> it's not intended <laughs> to be derogatory when I say that in any way, shape or form. But, you know, we've today, we, for example, we're here, we're talking about this. We know this stuff in our head. So there's little prep actually that needs to happen for it. We turn up, we talk, you can make, I don't know, five to 10 different pieces of content out of this. And it's a great way to do it. And the thing about live video as well is that it's, it's generally speaking unscripted stuff. So it's, 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 like I say, so the personality comes out, the ums and ahs and everything is all there, which is really good. But people get notifications about it. The, the platforms, whichever they are, like it. And so whether you're going on live or on Instagram or YouTube, or you can set notifications so that if somebody goes live, you get told about it. What, a be- what better way is there to build your business than to have people already set up saying, oh, yeah, I'd like to see that when it comes. You can't do that in any other way. So it, it quite simply is it's an essential piece, but it comes with a lack of confidence, which I know is a, very, a focus of what you teach people, Ian, but um, a lack of confidence, nerves, camera, fright, all of these things. But actually, if you can get over that, you will soon realize that it's one of the single greatest ways to to grow your audience, to grow your reputation and therefore to grow your business. Yeah, it, it really is. And I think getting over that confidence uh, is, is absolutely vital because so many people want to hide. And this was my experience. You know, I'm, I, I'm not kind of, I never was particularly one of these people that say, Hey, I want to get on camera today and share with my audience. You know, that was never me, but I think, you know, the, the world needs, it needs the extroverts and it's the introverts, it needs all of us. And, you know, we all have a message to share. And so this is one of my passions to, that I want to share on this show is to get people with, you know, with the confidence. So interested with you. So I, I go live, I go live everywhere apart from Instagram live. So I use Restream, I go live to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, but I don't do Instagram because it's mobile only. There are technically ways you can get around that. I don't recommend them. You'll get, you, you could get banned off Instagram. Don't do that. But with Instagram, may, would you say it's a more kind of, I don't know. Well, t- tell me, what, why Instagram, Instagram Live? Well, um, just to say something about that, come back on a point that you said just before that actually was um, about the introvert, extrovert thing. I'm an introvert too. And so, you know, I'm doing this now, but I know when this finishes, I'm going to be exhausted because of this level <laughs> of interaction. And, and, that's, and that's okay. That's kind of normal behavior and that's fine. The rest of my day is planned accordingly. I've got nice quiet stuff to do. And it sounds a bit, maybe it sounds a bit kind of feeble and stuff, but that's all right. If you have to manage your day like that, that's all right. So if you're thinking about doing videos or broadcasts, I would strongly recommend batch recording them. So if you're going to go live on a Tuesday, say, then record any other, any, pre-recorded videos that you're going to do on the same day and if you're creating reels or stories this kind of thing record it all on the same day so you get your kind of exhausting stuff done in one day because if you are an introvert then having something like that every day will kill you you know it it, 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 it's really really tough to do that so I would I would do that as a piece of piece of advice and that's very much from the heart because that's absolutely how I operate my my own business and my own content um, and I've forgotten what the second question was. I'm sorry. Oh no, why Instagram? <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. Instagram is well, it's accessible. It's accessibility, quite quite frankly, because you've said that you use fancy software and different platforms, and you go live on multiple different channels. And I don't do that. 
you know, I have a really successful business and I would say I'm above averagely visible on these on these channels. And I do it all. I mean, you can tell just by the quality of, of me on screen um, for those for those watching compared with you, Ian, I don't have all the high tech stuff. And that's how I teach people. So the majority of the things that I do are done with my smartphone, which I'm ashamed to admit is still an iPhone 7 because I haven't quite got around to upgrading it yet. But my content is good because I think long and hard about what it is that's really going to help my clients and the people that I want to convert to clients. And that's what it boils down to. And that's the beauty of all these platforms is that you don't have to be shiny and polished at all. That doesn't matter. YouTube more so, it does It does matter. But on the other chance, it just doesn't matter. It's about being there, saying the right things that will connect with your audience and really giving them the value and the help and the support and the love and the nurturing and the confidence that they they need in order to be able to move forward. So we get a bit hung up on the tech and we we kind of shouldn't, you know, smartphones fine and you can do I couldn't agree with you more. It's it's the biggest thing. People always come to me and say, Ian, you know, can you recommend this camera? You know, can I like what can I sort this out? And actually when you dig a little bit deeper, they're coming up with excuses. It's it's often it's it's mm. the they're just not confident there's something getting in the way. Yeah. And actually you're totally right. You can just go live with your smartphone. In fact, you know, smartphone cameras are amazing. So don't make that as an excuse. I mean, I think I personally, I don't, I prefer using a computer over a phone, but I've just, I've just worked out on the new version of my Mac software. I think I can actually run iPhone apps on my computer. So I could probably do um, Instagram on my computer that way. So I just thought, thought. Melissa, sorry, that's me being a bit techy and geeky. But Melissa says, I am definitely an introvert. You are not the only one. There's a lot of us about, Melissa. There's a lot of us Uh, about. Alex says, got to exit now. Thanks both for the show. Is that a Bovril Marmite jar on the shelf? It is. It is nicely spotted. (laughs) You also see my Kit Kat mug from 1987. Yeah, so, oh, this way around. So the... The Bovril, no, it's a Marmite jar, and it was something that we had made for our wedding last year. It's got um, the date of our wedding and obviously doesn't infringe any copyrights whatsoever, but it's, uh, yeah, we both really like Marmite, so we had it made for our wedding. So it's a little wedding souvenir there. Love that, love that. Well, I've got one final question just before we finish, which is we've, we've talked a lot today about posting and scheduling and stuff. And of course, as we know, social media is not a one-way communication machine. It's not uh, just posting content. It's also about engagement. And I'll admit, you know, I, I, particularly with Twitter, oh my goodness, it, you know, I remember when I used to do Twitter chats and I can't think of anything more stressful. <laughs> how, do we, how do we manage engagement effectively? And, you, you know, I, this is why I love a tool like Agora Pulse because it does, Agora Pulse is great in that it allows you to have a social inbox for for like for Twitter and Facebook, but it doesn't do it doesn't do everything because like for example, uh, Facebook Facebook don't give third party tools the permission to to read your personal profile messages, and yeah. the same with Instagram. It, it oh, I don't know, it's just really annoying. So how do we cope with all of that? And because obviously we've got to engage with our audience as well. Yeah, well, the way of simplifying it is focusing on one platform and focusing fully on one platform. So that automatically kind of limits the amount of time that you need to spend engaging with people. And when you're starting out, there isn't going to be loads of engagement. You're going to be over the moon with one or two comments. And that's okay, because we all have to start like that. But as you build your business and as you get more comments, what I would suggest is setting aside time to respond to them. So if you between 
seven and eight every evening is a time when you're half watching the telly or you know, bath time or whatever it is that allows you to to perhaps focus on two things at once, then you can go into your social media and respond to stuff. What I would say absolutely not to get into the habit of doing is having your notifications on and binging all over the place as well and responding to things straight away because that's incredibly stressful, incredibly intrusive and exhausting. So set aside time won't need to be an hour a day to start with it will need to be five minutes a day but that will build up like I say but managing it rather than it managing you really really important love that really important I mean I, I I'm a big believer in actually switching off notifications on your phone it's the first thing I do it yeah. just you know, it's just not good. You know, instead of social media managing you, as you were saying, you can manage it. Yeah. And that is awesome. We're, we've come to the end. Thank you, Libby. This has been so, so helpful. And I think I feel, do actually feel this. I actually feel that the anxiety has gone. I feel a lot more relaxed. <laughs> so oh, you've been great. There we go. Yeah, a Zen moment. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think, you know, we. it's all about, you know, giving ourselves permission not to be, not to do what we think we should be doing, which, you know, we, we, be, we can be taught this through probably lots of gurus out there talking about you need to be everywhere and all this kind of stuff. And we know deep down that's not true. Libby, how can we find out more about you? I've, I've got your website up here, which is uh, LibbyLangley.com. That's L-I-B-B-Y-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. Com. Tell us more about how we can find you and also about your, your program as well so we can sign up. Well, a good place to a good place to start is you, you would have seen on that screenshot there, there's a free masterclass. So if you go to libbylangley.com slash grow, then you are welcome to join my free masterclass where I give lots of information about what I've been talking about today, really, how to better manage the stress and anxiety when it comes to social media and there it is on screen, my five-step framework to easily grow your business on social media. And one thing that I'm really passionate about is working with people who have fewer than 10,000 followers, because most of us do, and people who don't want to be spending hours online. And what I teach in my masterclass and then in my program is basically how to how to do that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Libby. Yeah, do go to Libby Langley dot com and check that out and in terms of socials i think you've already said instagram is kind of where you like to be so is what's your instagram username that people can find you for i'm libby langley at libby langley you can find me on all social media i'm always at libby langley that's on good everything. there aren't that many other libby langley's out <laughs> there <Find me>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. awesome well thank you libby it's been great to have you on the show well we're out of time it's been uh, thank you so much for if you've been watching live it's been great to see you. Thank you so much for all those questions. Or if you're watching the replay, it's been great to have you here. Or listening to the podcast, thank you so much for plugging us into your ears. And if you haven't come across the podcast, if you haven't subscribed or listened to it, then do check it out. IAG.me forward slash podcast is how you can do that in your favorite podcasting app. Melissa is saying thank you both. Thank you so much, Melissa, for, for watching us, joining us live. I really take, um, don't take that for granted. But we are at the end of the show. And of course, I want to encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo.
Show 